0: Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound
1: financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Hey everybody, it's time for Mondays with Matt. Thanks for tuning into the podcast with Matt Starkey, investment advisor representative and president owner at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions with his office in Saginaw, serving you here in the Michigan area. Reach out to him online if you'd like at GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com That's GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com If you haven't had a chance to or have not done it yet, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher or iHeart Although I guess iTunes is supposedly going away and I think they're going to call it Apple Podcast now, or maybe they already are, but either way, you get the idea. You can also reach out to Matt and give him a call if you got some questions or concerns, some things that are on uh, on top of your mind there when it comes to your retirement plans give them a jingle before you take any action or if you have questions you need to get answered at 989-401-2949 it's 989-401-2949 matt buddy how are you this week i'm very good mark how are you i'm hanging in there thank you so much for asking i appreciate it hope you've had a good week since the last time i talked to you or a couple of weeks it's been an amazing couple of weeks. Um, things have been a little wet around here in Michigan and um,
0: <laughs> so wet that the ball games are getting canceled and it is not a normal spring into summer. We're just continuing on with this wetness. So we're we're looking for some dry, warm weather to to roll in here. We're getting close to the middle of June and we want to I want to spend some time in the sun.
1: Yeah. I remember those days for sure in my time in Michigan. I'm it's been a weird one already I think with weather across a lot of the parts of the of the East Coast and the Midwest if you will this year. So, we'll see how it shakes out. But Matt, let's uh, this week here, let's talk a little bit about some questions that we get sometimes from people and a lot of times people are very confused and kind of hit this uh, stumbling block, if you will, when they're transitioning from working into retirement. like how to actually just turn their investments into income in retirement. So let's talk a little bit about that. What are some things for folks to kind of know about this situation? Well, this is
0: always an interesting topic when people are asking me, hey, I've spent a lot of time working in my working years and I've been aggressive as I've been told to be, to try to grow that income. And grow those investments and now i'm slowing down or i feel like i'm getting more conservative and so i want a little bit less risk in my portfolio and frequently people are a little bit confused how do i change over my investments in the market into income so i usually have a plan for people every situation isn't exactly the same but um usually when we're planning for income we look at the guaranteed sources and i say guaranteed being reliable or predictable, like a pension plan. If people have a pension, there's still a few of those out there. This is a great benefit to be able to use, but this provides typically what we what we call as a guaranteed income You know, from a past employer, maybe. Secondly, we look at Social Security. This is a, one of those incomes that we'd like to say are guaranteed, but not necessarily true. Social Security, we know, is crunched financially, and um, a lot of our tax dollars are going to fund it We'll see how the changes happen in the future, but we have an estimate. And so we calculate that estimate along with your pension plan. But then when we talk about the third leg of, I, I call it the retirement stool, the three-legged stool, the third part is your investments. So if I need to start receiving income from my investments, what's the best way to, uh, to get a guaranteed rate of return from our investments? Right. If you're talking to somebody in the insurance business, naturally they're going to recommend probably just, hey, let's look at a single premium annuity and we'll we'll drop your money in and it'll pay you an income stream for as long as you live. Now, this works for some people and those people that have to have that guarantee behind them. The guarantee actually comes from the insurance carrier. All insurance carriers are rated based on their claims paying ability. And so you want to double check if you're considering an annuity, Definitely, uh, you want to check with your advisor myself or um someone else if you use someone else as your advisor. I don't recommend that but <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, right just a little little joke for you there. No, you wanna gauge the quality of the uh insurance carrier, and so what we typically do is we you can go out and shop for a guaranteed rate now that's going to be a lower paying income or an interest rate on the investment. But what it does is it does guarantee you that level income stream for people. That's one option. The other option is continue to let your money money grow in the market. As the money grows, let's say you get 6% interest on your investment and we really only need about 3% to fund our income needs. It allows your 3% to be paid out every year while still growing your pot of money, if you will. So it protects the principal the more interest you can earn on your money, the, the better off you are in the long run because that protects your principal. The big factor is the volatility of the risk. So when we consider that, really it depends on how much are you going to need and then how much risk are we willing to take. Mark, I get a lot of people that say, hey, I've, I think I've got enough money to retire. And so when we calculate it out, what I like to do is I like to break people's money up and do a couple of different pots of money if you will the first pot of money first i say let's have an emergency fund with that emergency fund we want probably up to six months of expenses yeah i was gonna a- i was gonna ask you that Matt. I was like
1: you hear people say different things so six months you feel is a good number to go with on that because i've hear three six nine twelve you know all different kinds of ranges
0: yeah from my experience most people if they have their expenses under control and they are stepping into retirement very seldom. I mean, there's going to be a roof here or there right. on the house that right. needs to be replaced or maybe they want to buy a new vehicle. And so having, having uh, three to six months of your expenses set aside just in cash is usually a good idea for liquidity. Okay. Okay. Then the next thing we consider is I say, how much money are you going to need? So if you need $1,000 a month, that's 12000 for the year. Okay. And if I want guaranteed income, but I still want to grow my money in the market. What we'll typically do is set up an income plan to say, okay, for years one through five, if I need twelve thousand per year and I need that for the next five years to be guaranteed, let's look at a plan that we put aside sixty thousand. That'll give you your twelve thousand dollars a year for the next five years. Okay, then years five through ten, we want that similar income, maybe a small increase for inflation. So we'll put aside close to sixty thousand, maybe fifty, fifty-five thousand. And we'll grow it for the next five years at a more of a guaranteed rate. And then in five years, we'll be able to use the second pot of money. Let's say it's another $60,000 at that time or 65. And we continue to take the income for years five through 10.
1: Gotcha. So in the first
0: pot of money, we have a guaranteed either money and cash, or we could do a single premium like an annuity payout that pays you out the same amount every month for five years. Years five through 10 then, In five years, a lot of things change. So I like to use this strategy because things change. And that way we have flexibility with our numbers. So in the pot number two, if you'll imagine that you've got a newly funded 60 to 70,000 for years, six through 10 of my retirement. So for the next 10 years, I have very low risk, guaranteed, predictable income. And a lot of people are comfortable with that. And then the rest of the money that they have accumulated, let's say they have $600,000 $600,000 total when we start working together. Okay. If we're putting aside 120 grand for the next first 10 years, maybe it's a little bit more than that. We earmark the rest for 10 years or later down the road. So that money we're going to keep in the market, keep it growing so that they can get that six to seven, 9% rate of return on that money. And then down the road, that money will, depending on the rate of return, hopefully it'll close to have doubled and we'll be able to provide the income for the rest of retirement. So-
1: Does that make sense? Yeah, no, exactly. Now, and I think as you're kind of transitioning this stuff from the working years into the generating income, then you've got these, and I know we're using just general numbers here, but you've got a nice little system where you can show folks, okay, this is how we're going to generate it. This is how we're going to create it. And of course you can adjust that, right? Obviously for inflation, as you mentioned, and all those kinds of things. So it's a nice, simple way to help people realize this is how they turn their investments into guaranteed money coming in in retirement, because you still want those paychecks. You still need those paychecks. They're just coming from a different source. Right.
0: Yeah, Mark. So it's not that complicated when we think about the picture as a whole, but we just need to, we just need to think about our investments a little bit differently from when we were in our accumulation phase Right to yeah. now flipping, flipping over to the payout phase. And in order to do that, in order to accurately look at these numbers, I would highly recommend sitting down with myself or, or someone like me, a planner that can, can take what you have out there and available look at the guarantees, look at, do we need a survivor's benefit available as well? And then you definitely want to earmark money for the income. And I always like to play defense first and and make sure that that guarantee is comfortable and it's rock solid for clients. Because the last thing you want is you, the last thing you want to do is make a mistake when you're right at this beginning retirement phase.
1: No, and I think it's a a good way of looking at it. And so a lot of times having a conversation with an advisor, asking these questions, saying, hey, can you explain to me how do we turn my investments into income for me in retirement? And someone like Matt's going to sit down, they're going to walk you through that and help you understand that process. And it's not, you know, it's a little complicated, but it's not as complicated as sometimes I think as people make it. And of course, that's why you're having someone do this for you. You know, like I've I've said many times that I could build the deck on the house that I need to redo, but it probably wouldn't be as good as if I hired someone to do it who does it every day. And so therefore, you know, when it comes to your retirement plans, you probably haven't ever done a retirement plan before. This is your one and only retirement. So turn to someone who does it every single day to really get some of that help in those areas, those nuanced areas that you're just not going to know. Because, you know, as lay people we don't plan our own retirements every day. Matt, this is what Matt does every day, all day long. So if you've got questions or concerns, give them a jingle, 989-401-2949. If you're trying to to figure out how to turn investments into income, well, Matt is a great resource for you to talk to at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions, 989-401-2949, and I think we can squeeze in a quick email question this week before we wrap up the podcast, Matt, and it's from Brad in Alma, and he says... uh, he says, Matt, we, my wife totaled her car, yikes, and we're going to need about $30,000 to get her a new one. My question is, we only keep about 1000 in the bank, so should I get this money from an IRA where I'll have to pay the taxes on it, or should we use after-tax money and just pay capital gains? What's your thoughts?
0: Well, that's a great question, and yeah, accidents happen, and we got to be prepared for those kind of things. Oh, yeah. Certainly one of the things we'll consider is you'll consider your auto insurance and how much coverage there is, and then you'll make up the difference from your deductible and what they're going to pay you for her old vehicle. So when you tap your investments, you got to be aware of a couple of things. If you're under 59 and a half, be careful about tapping the IRA because there's a 10% federal penalty that you will be subject to on a traditional IRA or 401k plan. So you want to avoid that 10% penalty because that's pretty expensive money. But if you're over 59 and a half or there's no penalty to access, an IRA might be okay. Just be aware that you're going to pay income tax on what you take out. So if you're close to the, in your income wise, to the change, to bump you up to the next tax bracket, just be careful. Pulling out $20,000 could bump you up. And instead of being in maybe like the 12% bracket and you jump to a 22% bracket, you know that's going to be a big deal but if you have non-qualified money or money in just a joint account in mutual funds or other investments that's probably the first place that i would look is take it out of the account where you have money that's taxed you know taxed to daily because that's going to be easier access you might pay a short or a long-term capital gain on on that money but it's not going to be taxable as income and so if you have room you know no problem pulling it from an ira just beware of an early withdrawal penalty and then secondly if you can access it you know outside of that if you're under 15 and a half definitely pull money that you have in a non-qualified plan that's not going to cause you to be penalized
1: All right. Well, there you go, Brad. Hopefully that helps you out a little bit. If you're still a little confused or not sure what to do, again, give Matt a jingle at 989-401-2949. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We certainly appreciate it. You know, and uh, not to pick on you here, Brad, but I just wanted to mention real fast since we were just talking about how to turn things into investments and we kind of touched on the having a little emergency fund there when you say you only keep about a thousand in the bank now granted I know you weren't going to probably keep 30,000 in the bank to buy a new car but that you know that might be kind of a, another thing for you to at least look at is maybe bumping that thousand dollars up if possible just so that you have a decent little um, emergency fund there in the event of other kinds of situations that could come up but anyway great question thank you so much that, I, oh go ahead that could be something there too Mark you know who's giving the advice here no <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: actually, um, while you were speaking, I just thought of another situation where I had a client who was very near that 59 and a half. Okay. So they weren't quite there yet, and they would have, would have taken a penalty. So in that instance, what I recommended that they do is they had to have this car, right? Because it was they were buying a used car, and it wasn't going to be there in six months when he turned 59 and a half. Gotcha. So I recommended, hey, why don't you just go to the bank, get a short-term loan on the vehicle, that way you don't pay the penalty and that loan would get, he would only make payments for the next six to eight months until he was fifty-nine and a half, and a half and then he could pay the thing off, pull the money out of the IRA, pay the tax, right? but not incur the penalty. So depending on your age and the situation, you, know, you can also take a, a small loan depending on the loan interest rates. Um, there's lots of options and if you have a cash value life insurance plan, you can also potentially take a loan against that to pay for the car now. And pay the loan back into your life policy. So yep. there's lots of different options.
1: There. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've got an I've got a good idea occasionally, once in a while. But yeah, usually Matt is the one you want to talk to. I, <laughs> I get I get paid the medium dollars to come up with something here and there and around the square. But yeah, I'm a radio host, so definitely you want to check with a qualified professional like Matt, who is an investment advisor representative. He's an RIA at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions, and you've been listening to Mondays with Matt on the podcast. Here, we appreciate your time. Make sure you check us out next time. Subscribe to us on Google Play podcast, Apple podcast, so on and so forth. And uh, give Matt a call if you got questions, 989-401-2949. We'll see you next time. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.